The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Through a mix of solo and interview episodes, I want to showcase all the different ways the spirit world helps guide our daily lives, whether it's through intuition, signs, mediumship, channeling, the mystical, or the paranormal, our altruistic spirit guides and other members of our loving soul team are always there, ready, able, and willing to guide us. My guest today is Yael. Yael is a Deborah Silverman certified astrologer, writer, and a teacher. Hi, Yael. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for hosting me on your beautiful show. I love it. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. So I'm really excited to connect with you. I'm always excited to connect with astrologers because... I am always very impressed with people who are in astrology because for me, I know my sun sign and I think I remember my moon sign and my rising sign, but that's the extent of it. And so I'm always really impressed with people who have a grasp on the world of astrology because I know how vast and profound it can be. So I'm really excited to talk with you today about your experience with it and to have you share your knowledge about it with myself and with the listeners. So again, thank you for being here today. Yeah, I'm honored and I love astrology. As you said, it's a lifelong journey. It is never ending. Even I still learn about my chart and myself through my chart every day. I learn new things. It's just beautiful. Wonderful. Yes, I bet it's just always evolving and this information always coming in. Mm -hmm. So to get us started, I first wanted to ask you, how has spirit guided your life? Well, in my case, through the hard path. (laughs) (laughs) I have a very strong Pluto in my chart, which means that I had to evolve through hardships. Mm. That's part of the thing. And it's not only that I have a strong Pluto, you also have a strong Pluto in your chart. Pluto rules Scorpio. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So your son is in Scorpio. You know that. That's basic. And Pluto rules your sun sign, Scorpio. But when Pluto, and I don't think you have Oh, you do. You have Pluto squaring your moon. So Pluto squares, its form is like a challenging relationship with my sun and with my moon, which means that I really had to evolve through challenges. So what it means is that I went through all the wrong places. I can say it started like my brother had leukemia when he was 15. Then my parents were in the hospital with him. I was more or less left alone. And then as soon as they came out, my mom passed away. And then my father had a different family and I was 18 and I was just on my own. 
And that was like a really hard start. And so it was very important for me to, first of all, find some financial security, stability to earth myself, to ground myself, because the earth was shaking under my feet. So I couldn't follow my heart. I couldn't listen to what I really wanted to do in life. I had to go to the conventional path of like, I need to take care of myself. And so I did. So I learned economics and accounting and I became a CPA. And then it led me to have a tech career. I managed information systems for 12 years. I was really good at that. I loved it. It was very stimulating. I love to be bossy. I developed lots of business qualities, managerial qualities. So I got all of that. But all through this time, I felt like something is wrong. Something is missing. I'm not in the right place. It's not what I'm supposed to do. I always felt like embarrassed to talk about my job. I felt disadvantaged compared to other people who I felt were more fulfilling themselves. And I was like, I want that too. I also want to be fulfilled. I also want to have passion about what I do and to feel that I'm doing something great. I was always attracted to writing. So my dream has always been to be a writer because I've been writing since I was a kid. And at a certain point, I left my job and I was like, okay, I'm going to write a book. But during this time, I started doing yoga teacher training because I was very much into yoga. And it really took me away because I was so engaged and I was so fascinated with yoga and I love teaching. And then my teacher offered me to manage his studio. And I was like, yes, I want to do it. And then we became partners. So it took me to a different path that felt already very fulfilling. I felt like I was already in a good place, but it still wasn't like, okay, it was like good, but I always felt like I really understand people's souls and psyche. And I was more interested in talking with people and understanding them rather than talking about the body. Whenever we studied anatomy or things like about it, I was completely bored. It didn't interest me at all. So I was like, okay, so if you want to do yoga, yoga is physical. You need to love the body and not that I don't, but it wasn't my main interest. And then I met Deborah Silverman who is an amazing astrologer. And I was blessed to be introduced to her personally by a friend. And I got an in-person reading with her. She hasn't done personal readings for many years. Now she's getting back to it. But for many years, she didn't even do personal readings. But I got to have a personal reading with her. And it completely transformed me. And I'm like, okay, that's what I need to do. It took me a few more years because immediately after I met her, And not surprisingly, as soon as I aligned with myself, everything started falling into place. Like I met my husband, we had a child, we moved to the States, I became an astrologer, I started writing, all my dreams started manifesting. Isn't that amazing how that happens (laughs) when you start to follow the path that you're meant to? It feels good, first of all. And then everything effortlessly just falls into place. I think so many times people try and fight and make things happen. But really, when something's meant to be, it's just so effortless. So I love how everything just fell right on top of each other right after that. 
Yeah, I wouldn't say it was completely effortless. I do still put a lot of work into oh, everything well, that I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is part of the problem we have today in the spiritual realms is that people, they hear that and they're like, oh, I have challenges. So that means I'm doing something wrong. I'm not in the right place. Unaligned or something. Exactly. And sure. I see my job is to give people permission to have challenges, to go through hardships, to have negative emotions, to have negative thoughts. Elephant Journal is a mindfulness magazine that I write a lot and I mentored their summer program, Find Your Voice. And many of the recent articles I read were about people judging themselves for having negative thoughts. If you judge yourself for having a negative thought, it's another negativity on top of the initial negative. So instead of accepting, okay, we all have negative thoughts and it's even scientifically proven that we all have what we call negativity bias, that evolutionary, because early stages of humanity, expecting danger was more important for our survival. It was more important than paying attention to the beauty of the sunshine and listening to how the- my hair looks. Exactly. <laughs> so people didn't care about these things. They cared about danger. And so we learned to be negative. Everyone has negative emotions. Everyone, even the people who can meditate all day long. <laughs> and everyone who did that witness and they say we still had frustration we still had pain we still had anger these things don't go away buddhism is the core teaching of spiritual realm that we all deal with today like people who are spiritual who come to you come to me they get a lot of their terminology from buddhism and in buddhism there are the four noble truths then the fourth noble truth says we can stop suffering we can be happy but then i think they meant in like bazillion reincarnations <laughs> because in their time the whole approach how they view our path they had patience we don't have patience. They said we can end suffering. So I expect myself to see suffering right now. I expect myself to just be happy and just have positive thoughts. And if I don't, and if I'm not always happy, and if I suffer, something is wrong with me. And that's a problem. Yeah, that just leads to more negative thinking. Da, 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 da. No, I like that because I find that... A lot of the times I will find myself in this trap of, oh gosh, if I think negatively like this, is it going to manifest or is this going to happen? And you start to actually stress about your thoughts <laughs> and forget that you can be human and have these negative thoughts and it's just part of the experience. So I think that that's really great to hear that from somebody who is doing this work and teaching this work, that it's just part of the experience and it's part of the process. And probably with the Buddhists, <laughs> I imagine that fourth, what did you call it? Yeah, the four noble truth. This is like the core teaching of the Buddha. Yeah. And it says like everything is suffering and then there is a cause for suffering and then there is a path to get out of suffering and that we can see suffering, which might be true, but I think 
And there are many Buddhist teachers who also say that once we think that we're on a path that we can get better and be enlightened, this is where we shoot ourselves in the leg. It's like the moment we think that we're out of the path. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. And I think too, to get to that point, it's still years or maybe even lifetimes of work. So it's not like everybody has to be no suffering and view everything as great and wonderful and beautiful. Maybe you get to that point after years or lifetimes of work, I don't know, or when you're on the other side, (laughs) then you can get to that point. So maybe there's more to it than just face value. Yeah, it's true, but we don't know. And I think the most important thing is that we learn to relate to our honest experience. When I say, oh, I'm fine, I'm happy, I'm, but inside I'm fighting depression, I'm fighting heaviness, and I'm just pretending, it just takes so much energy to fake it, to fake joy, to fake being okay with everything. And then I repress my emotions and I repress my thoughts and I'm not honest. And when I'm not honest, I do not attract the right people and the right circumstances into my life. I don't admit what I truly want. I don't admit what I truly feel. I don't admit what I truly believe. And then I pretend. And the whole purpose of astrology is to bring us back to ourselves. We want to come closer to who am I really authentically. And this is what Deborah did to me. She returned me back because when I came to her, she told me like, oh, you're very responsible. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I was totally not responsible at that time. I broke all my savings. I was traveling. I was spending all my money on yoga teacher trainings. I was just like, yay, everything is going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. But something in me was not fine. I was very anxious. I wasn't grounded because I was like, yeah, I was all into all this understanding what Atman means and understanding yoga philosophy and Hindu philosophy. And I read all these books and I loved it. But I didn't know how much money I had in the bank. And I didn't, (laughs) you know, I didn't eat well. And then when she reminded me, you are responsible and you need to take care of your home and your home life. She connected me with my moon energy. I have a cancer rising and with my Saturn, I have a very strong Saturn in my chart. She connected me with these qualities of being responsible, of taking care of my basic needs and my emotional world in my domestic realm. And that's who I am. And as soon as I started doing this and being who I was really meant to be, then I attracted the right people. That's exciting. Then I attracted my son's soul came to me. So all these things could happen only if I was true to who I came here to be and to my evolutionary path, which is to be responsible, which is to be disciplined. Okay, so what's great is our charts have that information. So going back to charts, can you explain what is special about Deborah Silverman's astrology teaching versus others out there? Yeah. So first of all, our practice is called esoteric astrology, which means that we're focused on the soul. So we see astrology as a spiritual path. 
it's not so much about like, oh, am I going to get married? Oh, am I going to have money? Oh, what do I need to do in order to find love or to get married or to succeed in my career? Yes, we want to help to support people in finding love and in their success. But I'm not going to tell you, oh, in the year so-and-so, you're going to meet someone. This is not the type of astrology. We do it all. We don't predict the future because we believe that you have control over your future. You make decisions that impact your future every moment. So the whole idea is to give you the power to give you the control that you understand the forces that act inside of you. You understand the dynamics that go inside of you. And instead of letting them rule you, you start ruling them. You start making wise decisions. You say, okay, now I want to connect to this energy because we all have inner conflicts. For you, for example, you have sun in Scorpio, and your rising is Taurus. Now, these are opposite signs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So while they have a lot in common, they also have a polarity. So your Scorpio side is the side of you that wants to go deep and wants to be intimate and wants to find the deepest meaning of life and death and delve into the dark side. And this is your psychic powers right? You got these psychic powers and you talk with dead people. Love it. <laughs> and this is Scorpio. Okay. This is the whole Scorpio energy. And then your Taurus is like, I just want simplicity. I just want to wake up in the morning and enjoy the comfort of my bed and drink my coffee and eat a delicious meal and go outside and smell the roses and see the sunrise. And that's life. I don't need to go so deep. I don't need to read other people's mind. I have enough in my own mind. <laughs> Do you recognize these voices yes. inside of you? <laughs> Very much. <laughs> Oh, so before we go on here, I do want to share with everybody that I did give Yael my information to do the mini reading here on the show so that you guys can see what it's like to get one with her. So if you're interested, all the links are going to be in the show notes to connect with her so you can have your own more extensive reading. So that's what we're talking about right now. And that is spot on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is what my son wants. My son is in Scorpio. It wants to go deep. And then my rising just wants the simple things in life. And then you choose. Now it's my time to be a psychic. And now it's my time to smell the roses and enjoy simplicity. 100%. But sometimes if we don't know, if we're not aware of these forces, like we feel pulled, but we don't know to call them a name. And then you're like, okay, this is my Scorpio. This is my Taurus. Now I know how to call them. They become your friends. So when we look in astrology, we look at the core personality, which is the sun that we talked about, so your sun in Scorpio, your rising is in Taurus, and the moon is in Capricorn. So first of all, your composition is earth and water. And this is a very focused, you have a great ability to focus. You're not overly stimulated or overly distracted. When you have a task, you are on it. 
you're going to make it. You published your book or you have this podcast. You knew I'm going to be a psychic reader and I'm going to communicate with people's psyche and I'm going to help them find love. The love aspect is also very interesting because I loved when you said I'm here, right? Is it correct that you say? Yeah, to spread the word of love. Spread the word of love. So Venus, the goddess of love, is super strong in your chart. Really? So your sun is in the seventh house, which is ruled by Venus. You have four planets, which is a lot. There are only 10 planets altogether. Okay, so four planets in Libra, which is ruled by Venus. And Taurus, your rising, is ruled by Venus. Wow. So there is a lot of Venus here. And I love it when your son is in Scorpio in the seventh house. So it's like it felt through what you wrote about yourself that you co-create with spirit. Spirit is your partner. Is that true? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is because seventh house and your whole chart, all your planets are almost all your planets are in the right side. So it means that you came here to find tandem with others, to work with others, to cooperate with others. This is how you thrive the most. This is how you succeed. But in your career, specifically, it's very interesting, your career. So your midheaven is in Capricorn, which is the best midheaven. Midheaven is the highest point in your chart at the moment of your birth. What was the highest point on the ecliptic? Okay, and this is your career purpose. Right across from it is your childhood. And you had childhood in cancer, which means it's a very good childhood. It means that you were well nourished as a child. Either your parents were spiritual or your mom nursed you or she was stay-at-home mom, right? All three. All three. Yes, Can you imagine Mm -hmm. I know this about you? I know. That's why astrology is amazing to me. (laughs) Isn't it crazy? And very few people get this childhood. It's a very good childhood. I know. I'm lucky. And then when you have this beautiful childhood, you can thrive. And this is why you have your midheaven in Capricorn. Capricorn is the sign of career. So you came here to succeed in whatever you do, the stars came to help you, to support you. Wow. In whatever you want to do, you can do it. You have the abilities to succeed. But the interesting thing, another interesting thing, because I already <laughs> said a few interesting things, right? <laughs> another interesting thing is that you have the moon on your midheaven. The moon is the quality of nourishment. It is your childhood. Okay. So the quality moon rules cancer. So moon means that in your career, to have your moon on your career in Capricorn means that you came here to use your emotional capacity in your career. Does it make sense? I think so. It means that your ability to sense other people's emotions Mm. and be empathic to them and heal them. This is the higher level of cancer, okay? I help people. I can heal you. I can be here. I sense your emotions. It's even more than emotions. It's the entire human experience. You feel 
people's human experience. You feel their challenges. You feel their pain. Yes. And you can heal it. That resonates a lot. Yeah. So what a beautiful chart. What a beautiful chart you Thank have. Thank you. Yeah. It's a great chart. And you're very connected to your work. Like you have four planets in the sixth house. Your lesson might be to know to take the rest. Do you know to take rest? Are you a workaholic? How would you? If I am really into something, I can stick with it for a long time. Or I get really into something, I spend a lot of time on it. So I'm learning to balance more. And I've been told on many occasions from other people who have connected with either my spirit guides or things like that to remember to refill my cup. Yeah. So the rising sign in Taurus, it's what we need to rise to. It's what our soul chose for us in this life. This is the Deborah Silverman approach. It's the Alice Bailey approach. It's the esoteric way of looking at things. And then Taurus is all about taking things easy. It's being slow. It's not rushing. It's the Buddha. They said the Buddha was a Taurus. Okay, we started with Buddhism. So it's like I can sit down and meditate through this whole life and be fine with it. I'm not in a hurry. But your midheaven is in Capricorn and your sun is in Scorpio. So Scorpio and Capricorn, they're super goal-oriented. They want to achieve. They want to succeed. They want to accomplish. You're not looking so much to be famous. You're looking more to be in service. Is it true? Yes. Yeah. This is your essence. Four planets in the sixth house. The sixth house is the house of Virgo. It's the house of I want to be in service. Mm, got it. I want to help. And Capricorn, Midheaven in Capricorn, the highest road of it, I want to be in service. And the high road of Scorpio, I want to heal. I want to help other heal. Okay, so when I mention high road, this is also Deborah Silverman's terminology, which is a little different. It's not dogmatic. It's not like, oh, I'm not coming and telling you, oh, you are like this and this and this and this. I'm telling you, what is your high path? What is your high road? And you obviously fulfill your high road. You took your high path. Try to. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Right? But in some places, we're not in our high road. Like your tourist rising, it's like, I don't want to slow down, but it's like, you need to slow down because this is the calling of your soul. Okay? So this is where you find it challenging because you want to serve so much. Your Saturn there is also a tendency to be very harsh on yourself sometimes. This is not perfect enough. This is not good enough. This is not well enough. And then I'll tell you, for you, I think it's very important to understand that success is not something that you can ever achieve. Success is a feeling. When you learn to celebrate for you, it's so important to celebrate your achievements, to see how much you have achieved so far. When you start judging yourself, so as we said, we have the negativity bias. We all have negative thoughts. And especially for you, because you want so much to be in service and it's so important for you, it's like when things don't work exactly how you want or when you don't feel like it's like perfect, you can be very harsh with yourself and have negative thoughts. And then you have to say, okay, this is like, I feel I didn't do good well enough. I made a mistake. I said the wrong thing or something like that. You have to think four positive things about what you said correctly. What are you happy 
about saying? What are you happy about accomplishing? What are the things that you're proud of yourself? So I'm not saying ignoring the negative thought. It's not about like, oh, this is, no, 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 I'm beyond that. I'm not judging myself harshly, but you just did. If you ignore yourself, this is where you're not authentic. It's like, oh, I just thought this bad thing about myself. I was just really mean to myself. Okay. I heard that mean voice. Now I'm not ignoring it. I can learn because maybe there is something, maybe you could have said something better. And it happens to all of us. We go on podcasts, we speak, sometimes we don't say exactly what we wanted to say, or we reflect on it after that. And then we're like, oh, didn't come out right. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So it happens. So it's like, okay, I can learn from that. I can rephrase myself in the next time I learn to say it better. I listen to this voice, but now to balance it out, let's think about all the great things that I said on the show. And these are the things because of our negativity bias, we don't think about all the things that we did right. We think only about the things that we did wrong. So this is what I'm saying, just balancing it out and know that you are super capable. Mid heaven in Capricorn with moon on it. Oh my God. You're so capable with four planets in the sixth house. I know it sounds like Chinese. When I look (laughs) at your chart, I see (laughs) a super capable person. That's what I see. And then a super capable person that can be harsh on herself. You need to remember, I am super capable. I am doing amazingly you're more productive than most people on this planet. You know that? I've been told. (laughs) But do you know that? Did it internalize in you? In retrospect, I can see some of it, but in the day-to-day, no. Yeah. So this is what you really have to internalize. I am doing a great job. I am super productive. I am doing so much more than any other person on this planet. Again, don't dismiss the negative thoughts of being harsh on yourself. Listen to that, hear it, but then show yourself all these amazing things that you did. You published a book, you have a podcast, you have a great following. You're awesome. You're doing great. Thanks, Yael. That helps. (laughs) Thank you. What a fantastic read. I mean, that was incredible. It's very validating to hear it put into words from someone else. A lot of the things that I feel and the push and pull that I feel. I've been working a lot of my boundaries and I've even shared in an episode about this, about boundaries and things and working on my boundaries to where I feel like I am comfortable at the pace of mostly with the podcast, working with the podcast, but not so much where I'm going to get burnt out or it's taking away time. So I'm really working on finding that balance that feels really good energetically for me. So to hear how you mentioned with the Taurus and the Scorpio and the, was it the Capricorn? Capricorn moon, Capricorn midheaven. Yeah. 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 Just that desire to work. Was it Libra? (laughs) I think where it was to work hard and then also so to be more like a Taurus and allow myself to recharge, which is what feels really good. When I log off work, like when we end this interview, I close my laptop and I might exercise or I will just sit on the couch and just sit there and do nothing because it feels really good. 
Yeah, this is what your Taurus rising is calling you to do, to relax, to space out. It is really balancing your viciousness that is very, very strong here. And this is also why you see like you got it really well. But when we do a reading, I always give people recordings so they can listen to it because it's a lot of information. Really, right now we did like a very short reading of like 10 minutes, but usually we talk for an hour and there is so much information. Yes. And then you get a recording and you can listen to it and you can listen to it over and over again. And then it sinks in. Yes. And then you can let it process process afterwards. I'm sure I'll be thinking about this for <laughs> weeks to come. And every time I come across the need to either relax or if I catch myself like, it's okay if I didn't edit every single part of that episode, just let it go. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I do catch myself doing that. Perfection is in imperfection. Yeah. And I think this is a general message that I think we should, as someone that has your capacity and has your authority. You are very authoritative. People read you, people talk with you, people hear you, and they see you as an authority that they can trust. Is that correct? I would like to think so. <laughs> yeah, this is what people feel from you. So you have to think about it. You want people to feel better, right? So this whole idea of like, oh, we need to look perfect. So people start putting Botox in their faces or they, they don't have any wrinkles because this is not perfect. Wrinkles are perfect. This is part of nature. Aging is perfect. Perfection is fake. It's always fake. If you go to nature... I live in Asheville, North Carolina. We have the Appalachian Mountain and my husband, my son and I, every Saturday we have this ritual, we go to hike. We need this and this is very important for everyone to spend at least three or two hours in nature every week. So important. And then we go to nature and you see nature has this like beauty of it. But there are also areas that are not so picturesque. They're not so perfect. There are areas where there are crumbled leaves or fallen trees or areas you see like a beautiful mushroom and then you see like an eaten mushroom and the eaten mushroom doesn't look good. It's not for a picture, right? I can take a picture of it and it would look stunning. Sometimes it's ugly. Some mushrooms are ugly. So you see these things and this is the beauty of it, that it's not perfect. If it was perfect, it was boring. So that's what we have to remind ourselves, like, what is the message I want to give to people? Do I want to show them that perfection matters? This is also what people start looking for today. They seek authenticity, less than perfection. The more authentic you are, be real, be authentic, be who you are. And then everything will, like you said, it will be as effortlessly as possible. You'd still have to make effort, but it will be as effortlessly as possible. You would put the energy on the work itself mm -hmm. and not about the cosmetics of it so much. Does it make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And being a registered nurse, and I'm also energy healer, so that explains a lot about the healing and helping people. So that resonates. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were a registered nurse. I am. Six people house. Four planets in the sixth house. Sixth house is the house of nurses, doctors, oh. healers, <laughs> and people especially that help in medical medicine, alternative medicine, everything around herbal medicine, 
everything around nutrition is sixth house. Oh, how funny. And this is why we also have follow-up sessions for astrology because you can't cover everything in one session. And especially for me, a reading is more about a transformational process. Deborah is a psychologist in her background, so it's more therapeutic. It's less about like, I'm going to bomber you now with like tons of information. People come to me and like, I was told that this and this planet is the most important planet in my chart. I was told that this and this planet is like, like, how did it help you? How did it help you to know that? It didn't. So I'm not about so much the intellectual information. It's more about you came to me. What do you need from me today? Usually when people come to an astrologer, there is a reason. There is something that doesn't really completely work in their life and they want some resolution, some guidance, some support to what they're going through. This is what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you. Well, that's great. And the planets are here to help you as well. Yes, I love it. It's amazing because it could get really interesting to think about everything that had to line up for me to be born at that time, on that day, in that place, for me to get this planetary alignment and structure in astrology. It's amazing to look at it that way. Yeah, we see it as your soul was assigned according to you yeah. karma, according to everything you accumulate. You were spiritual in previous reincarnations. There is no doubt about it. When your childhood is in cancer, when you get this childhood, you were a spiritual being in previous reincarnations. I believe that. This is not the first time you have psychic powers. I can feel pretty confident to say yes to that. That's interesting. What about that? childhood makes you say that? I'm curious. Because out of 12 signs, your childhood can be in any sign. Childhood is determined according to the time of birth. It all starts with the rising sign. So in every day that you're born, you can get all the rising signs depending on your time of birth. Okay, so this is why there are some people like Kabbalist astrologers say that we do not choose, our soul doesn't choose the day of birth, but it does choose the time of birth. Interesting. Because the time of birth is what determines your soul's choice in this life, which is your rising sign. And according to the rising sign, you get your childhood line. It all holds up according to all these. And then out of 12 signs, there is only one sign that gives you really good childhood. Mine! (laughs) All the other childhoods, they can be good. They all have high roads and low roads, like we said. Also the childhood, some people, they could have childhood in like Aries or Pisces, and it would be a great childhood. But cancer childhood means that you were nourished because cancer is the sign of nourishment it is ruled by the moon the moon is the mother quality this is why i said you had a stay-at-home mom Ah. you had a stay-at-home parent it could be any other parent that has this mother energy that really took mothering as a serious job and was really there 
to nourish you. And this is what I did with my son, and he has the same childhood in cancer. And there are people who have childhood in cancer, and they don't have such great relationship with their moms. It's like, you can have other things that happen to you in life later on. But then some people come to me and like, no, this is not true. And I'm like, but remember, the childhood is from the age zero to six. Then we come back to early childhood. Was your mom with you at home? Yes. Did she nurse you? Yes. Got it. Yeah. So you were nourished. When your needs are met, and all the psychologists say that, that zero to six, these are the most significant years that build our personality. So people who were not well nourished, which is 99% of the people in the world, were not well nourished. And I hope that this is going to change as we learn to be better parents, as we learn to address more the emotional side, it's still not there. It's far from being there. But we still have pacifiers for babies when they cry and we shush them. A baby needs to cry. It's expression. When children are afraid, we're like, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. But we learn to untie and be more tuned with like, oh, you're afraid. Let's talk about it. Let's understand. What are you afraid of? I resonate with this fear. This is really scary to stay in bed all by yourself when it's dark. It's scary. But we forgot. We got used to not dealing with our own fears. So we don't allow our kids fears. Yeah. So the more we work, we become better parents. And then hopefully the evolution will come that more and more people will have childhood in cancer. So do you find that people who have their childhoods in cancer, they are given this? So I guess what I'm curious about is how from that you knew that I have past lives as a psychic. I'm just curious, the connection. Yeah, because past life, in your case, it's also interesting. Your north node is your direction is also in cancer. So there is something that you need to learn to come to this place. Your previous incarnations were probably actually in Capricorn. But when you get a child, it's like you got a prize. Uh. Usually when you get a prize, it's because you did some work. And your childhood does represent a lot. We have lots of ways to see about like how, and I don't read past lives. I don't. But the South Nod is one indication of your past life and your childhood is another indication. In your case, they're opposites. So there is another opposition here between this cancer and Capricorn. This is something you need to work with. Like for you, the calling, it's not only to rest, but also to find more time for your family, for your emotions, for your own emotional processing and not just work, work, work. Like your tendency is to work, work, work. But the chart says that when you learn to find time for yourself, for your family, for your emotions, then you would get the success you want. Isn't that the catch 22? No, but that's great. I'm like, of course, I'd be happy to spend more time with my family and rest. That sounds fantastic. So I feel like I'm lucky. That's that's an easy, easy thing for me to implement. You got the permission. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, Yael, this has just been fantastic. Thank you so much for doing that 
reading for me. And I do hope that other people can see the value in getting esoteric astrology reading with Yael. So please reach out to her to get your own and a much more extensive reading as well. So something that'll provide a ton of great information. So Yael, to help wrap up this fantastic interview, I was wondering if you could share from all of the astrological readings that you have done, is there some sort of common theme or advice that you can give the listener? Yeah. So first of all, yes, there are tons of common themes. And this is the topic of my book. Oh, My book, Planetary Balance for a Wholesome Life, is all about the common themes that I found that we all share. As I said, we all have negative thoughts. Mercury represents the way we think, but it doesn't matter where Mercury is. We all have negative thoughts. We all have difficulty accepting our emotions. It doesn't matter where your moon is because the moon is represent in astrology, how we process emotions. We all avoid some emotions. We all have difficulty admitting what we truly want in life. Sometimes we feel it's not appropriate. It's not spiritual. We try to get something and we haven't succeeded. So we're like, oh, I'm giving up. I don't want it anymore. But it's not true. You still want it. So I took all these themes. It's like there are 10 planets and one state. But I took all these themes and I explained how to get into a healthy balance with the energy of the planet that rules these themes and live a wholesome life. And so that will be in my book. And there is soon going to be an online survey that you can go and answer questions. And then it will tell you which planet you specifically need to work with to balance. And then it will give you some advice of how to work with this planet. And it's very practical. We are very practical about what we tell people. So that's the general idea of my book that is coming up, all these mutual things. That's amazing. Perfect. Well, we'll make sure that we have all that in the show notes. Everyone can go to my website, sign up for my newsletter. I send a weekly update for free with how to work with the energies of a specific week. It's very good. You're welcome to sign up and become a member. And then when, as soon as the survey goes up, you'll know it. Oh, perfect. Okay. I'm going to make sure that I sign up too then for that. That sounds fantastic. Well, Yael, thank you so much again for your time and for doing that reading for me. I really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. And that was another episode of a Guided Life podcast. To connect with me via my socials or for links to my book titled Guided or my card deck called From Your Spirit Guides, please visit my Linktree site at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash guided west. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts.
so you don't miss an episode.